Test, test, test. Welcome to Couple of Idiots. This is your daily podcast where we talk about the show Supernatural, episode by episode. I am your host as always, Dan, and with me is his wife, Penny. And today we watched episode 20, Dead Man's Blood. Yes, we did. Um, I mean, it's not much of a spoiler, but John Winchester is in this. This is a very John Winchester heavy. I mean, the they, good thing they have the recap at the beginning of the episode, because that's all this is about it, pretty much. Um, it's a, it is about John, but it is also one of my most favorite episodes. Not just because of John, but because, and I'm gonna throw a spoiler in here. The cult, the cult makes its first appearance. Yeah, I guess that turns out to be a pretty big thing in the show, huh? Yes, it does, and it it makes it's used a lot in this show. All right, um, let's get into it then. Do you? Uh, once again, I, I think I'd rather have you kind of walk through the episode in neon uh, color. I think we should both do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I didn't feel comfortable being the lead. I mean, I'll try again. I'll certainly try again. Um, so yeah, we start out. This is uh, taking place in Manning, Colorado. Never heard of it. Um, it starts out where we see this guy in a bar, an older man, and he's writing in what looks like a journal. Looks a lot like John's journal, as a matter of fact. Have you ever seen these people at bars just writing in the corner with big stacks of notebooks? No, I haven't. Oh, I've seen this a couple of times at bars where there'll just be some weirdo off in the corner just jotting with big pile of notebooks. Maybe and they're always, like, writing song lyrics or poems or, yeah, if you ask, like, the bartender, they'll be like, oh, that's just the local weirdo so-and-so. He comes here for the ambiance or inspiration of desperation or something. Like, they all think that they're ma- are, ugh, major artists doing this, but really they're just drunks babbling into a notebook. <laughs> or maybe they're hunters up- updating their notes. You never know. <laughs> You just never know. I'm just saying, if you're out at a bar, just look around. Just look for a guy in the corner just scribbling away. It's, it's, it's not uncommon, it seems. Good to know. Well, anyway, he's scribbling in his journal. Uh, the bartender asks him if he wants another drink, and she gives it to him. And another guy at the bar makes a comment about, oh, I thought the Unabomber had already been caught. She goes, oh, that's just Mr. Elkins. He's really sweet. He's a nice... So, sorry. <laughs> Harley Quinn is over here scratching herself, and then I hear this toot come out of her butt. <laughs> She's scratching and tooting all at once. Oh, my God, dog. Get out of here. <laughs> You're fine. You just came in from outside, too. <laughs> she gives us a side eye and leaves. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Take the rear whistle elsewhere. <laughs> so now you all know we just this goes live to tape or whatever you want to call it. We do not edit. Just whatever happens happens while we're recording this. Anyway, she says, Oh, that's Mr. Elkins. He's a nice but crazy old man. Anyway, this group of young people walks into a bar <coughs> and one one of the uh first things you notice is this woman with this group uh, her eyes kind of have this reflective quality to them, which is weird. Yeah, I thought it was a demon. 
Um, so far... Because I thought we saw in a previous one where some a demon like made their eyes white, right? Um, it wasn't a demon. Demon's eyes are black. Uh, it was the shapeshifter. Okay, yeah. The episode with the shapeshifter skin um, where, yeah, you saw the eyes kind of have that reflective... So that's what I thought it was before was a callback to that. No, um, and I have to be honest, this is the only episode that I recall... Well, I won't even say what the creature is. Never mind. <laughs> but anyway, and so this Mr. Elkins, he notices these people and he leaves. He's out of there. So he obviously knows something is up. Yeah, he left his drink behind. He had a shot of scotch there. Yeah, he was so out of there. He just left his cocktail and took off. So we see him back at his house. Um, and hey, lo and behold, the woman from the bar is there. What did you think? Yeah, well, I mean, right away then I knew what it was. It was, it was obvious that she's a vampire. What made it obvious? Because she's dressed like the modern day vampire. Kind of (laughs) slutty. Yeah, they're all in the tight leather, black leather. I mean, it was, it was like, oh, she's not a demon. Because I thought demon... Um, but yeah, you're right, shapeshifter. But yeah, then I was like, oh, I guess she's a vampire. And I'm like, I think that one Twilight, don't they have shimmery skin? I'm like, oh, I guess she's got shimmery eyes in this. All right, moving on. Like, I don't know, it's kind of a poor reveal. But then next, so then the two guys, well, he, he like gets away, locks himself in his office, pushes a case in front of the door. Mm-hmm. Unlocks his uh, cabinet or his safe, pulls out then that wooden box, flips it open, reveals an old Colt handgun, and like half the bullets were left. And then like two dudes drop in from the ceiling. Right. And then I'm like, oh, there's werewolves too? (laughs) Because in those dudes, they didn't look like vampires. They look like werewolves. So, I mean, I was really like, what the hell is going on here? No, they're all vampires, all yeah, part of the same Yeah, I mean, nest. we do learn that they're all vampires, but did you think that the first time you watched this, too? It was like, oh, my God, the werewolves, because I always think of werewolves dropping through glass ceilings for some reason, like, because they jump really high, don't they? Is that the thing, is they jump and land from, like, 20 feet up? Well, a reason I knew they were not werewolves is because werewolves and vampires do not get along. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was a hostage situation. That that chick wanted that dude. And then I thought, oh, man, now these werewolves want this dude, too. So that's what I, that's where I thought this whole story was going, was in a werewolf versus vampire hostage situation. Nope. Unfortunately, no. They wow. Are. I know. I <laughs> they were all working. All vampires all working d- together. This story is not that whatsoever. And I mean, it, it blew my mind, actually, because I my my preconceptions of what was going to happen. Totally wrong. But you had to kind of figure out it was vampires just based on the title of the episode. Or did that not? No. Okay. I, I didn't. That didn't give me any clues either. To tell okay. you the truth, dead man's blood. I was just like, oh, I guess some dead dude blood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. I, I was, I was really like blown away. 
Okay. Uh, but it does quickly. I mean, very quickly though, it unravels that okay, there's no va- there's no werewolves anywhere. Like I wasn't sitting halfway through it, still confused. Right, right. I mean, I got it like immediately, but right. Okay, so go on. So anyway, they end up killing uh, this guy, and then cut to commercial. Then we find Sam and Dean sitting in a diner. Sam's kind of reading through. Was Sam was reading through the newspaper, or was he on the computer? One of them was reading through a no, newspaper. No, yeah, they're reading the newspaper. Sam was reading the newspaper, and Dean was on the computer. Now, and then the first story was someone like falling from heights and surviving. Yeah, she, some woman from Iowa fell from a an airplane ten thousand feet and survived. Yeah, and then I loved. Uh, I, who was reading the newspaper, Sam or Dean? I think Sam was, which okay. is which is odd because usually. Sam's yeah. more the, the well, then computer Dean's guy. rebuttal to that is that sounds more like that's incredible than doc, than uh, Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. I thought it was an awesome reference, but it's like how many in 2005? How many tweens knew what that's incredible was? That's true, but you have to realize Sam and Dean, well, particularly Dean, he was born in '79. Their child, He's, no '79. That's incredible. He would have been like two. Uh, that show went off the air in like eighty one. I, I don't know. I have to look it up, but I'll but, look it up right now. But I think, even though they're younger than you and I, I think that they have still the same pop culture references that you and I have. Because okay, that means that the writers for this show then are older. Well, definitely the writers are probably our than age. the characters that they're writing for. Because I mean, that was just like a deep cut reference. Okay. That's incredible. Went from 1980 to 1984. So, and if you don't mind, can I explain what that's incredible was for our audience, for our younger viewers or listeners? Go ahead. Okay, now I'm quoting. This is from uh, the great Wikipedia. Wiki. Yeah, that's incredible. Is an American reality television show that aired on ABC from 80 to 84. In the tradition of you asked for Ripley's Believe It or Not, which how many people remember that in real people? How many people like all those shows? I watch those shows all the time as a kid. Did you? Oh, yeah. All the time. Oh, uh, those were the best shows on TV. Oh, they were. Oh, but what I, the one episode about real people kind of getting off on a tangent here that stood out is because that was when um, Tanny Moves were first coming out. And the joke was on real people as they sent their African-American correspondent the into team. the tanning booth. Get out of here. <laughs> okay, we're going to have to look that up. That's anyway. unbelievable. Um, so the show featured people with unusual talent such as a speed talker. Um, I guess John Mashita. Oh, he's probably that one guy that did the Mighty Machines commercials. I remember that. Um, as well as scientific, medical, technological people, such as the Taser. Wow, they introduced the Taser on them. It's incredible, making people shit themselves and drop. <laughs> and cryogenic chrono... Oh, oh, I can't even pronounce this. I don't know. It was just... They just showed you cool crap on it, right? Yes. Yes, and real people is more like interesting people, not scientific stuff. And Ripley's Believe It or Not, that was just a creepy show. Um, but anyway, back to Sam and Dean. Um, they find then this Elkins, uh, obit- not really obituary, a story on him, 
Um, the police were confused. They originally thought it was like a bear attack or something, but then they noticed that there were... Sorry, I, I got distracted there for a second and lost a tangent. Um, my computer wants to restart, so I, I apologize. Okay, where were we now? We're back. We're now back with Sam and Dean. Um, Sam was reading the newspaper and sees then that there's this mention of this Elkins person dying. The police at first thought it was an animal attack, but then realized that some of his property was stolen. And Dean realizes he's heard that name before um, and goes into Dan, or John's journal, and sure enough... Oh, isn't that nutty? He, he remember, he's read that journal so many times that he remembered that name was wrote down in it. Pretty quickly paged right to it. Well, yeah, Sam and Dean was, have read John's journal many, many times. They probably practically have it memorized. Oh, yeah, well, okay. I, so I then, guess if that's what they've done, I was quite impressed by his recall ability. So, yeah, so then they wonder, hey, is this the same Elkins? And they go and find out where he lives, and they start searching his house. And uh, now this is where something kind of silly happens. Uh, well, they've they, first thing, the very first thing that gets pointed out when they go into the house is they find his notebook, and the notebook looks exactly like John's notebook. And I'm like, oh, come on, do all the hunters have the same style of note keeping? I'm sure they do. Is that trained to them by someone? I thought that was a little crazy. Well, you will discover later why that John's uh, notebook was so similar to this person's journal. Um, and then, you know, they okay, find... Well, they find I, I'm glad that there's an explanation because I didn't notice it and thought it was odd. Um, and as they're kind of going through his house, they kind of cut to outside. You see someone standing outside the house kind of watching and you're like, oh, who is this shadowy figure? When I first saw the episode, I thought it was a, a vampire. Yeah. You know, keeping like, oh, crap, there's more hunters or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. That's what I thought. Um, but then Dean notices some scratching on the floor and Sam thinks, oh, you know, maybe the dude scratched something out in his death throes, he mentioned. Um, but then Dean grabs a piece of paper and a pencil and... Well, they notice the salt too. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. They and then he says like, okay, is that demon keeping out salt or popcorn salt? Yeah. Oops, I spilled the popcorn <laughs> salt. <laughs> like, wouldn't the same, wouldn't popcorn salt to work to keep demons out too yes and he's okay here's the thing once again because i mentioned to dan this is the first time an episode i've seen where they had vampires with the shiny eyes and also salt is not for repelling demons it's for repelling spirits so it should have been was it keep the spirit or keep the ghost out salt or oops i spilt the popcorn salt yeah but anyway. They must not have had the lore quite down yet by this episode. Right, right. That's what I'm thinking. This is the first season. <laughs> they were just making shit up as they went along. As one will do. And then they, well, then when they got the renew notice, they're like, oh, no, continuity. Right. Now they have to. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay. As then, they, then they, you know, the writers then like have a whole universe then to flesh out with rules. Yes, they do. So, I mean, it, this is still first season, so they are wor they are legitimately working this out, probably. Yes, and that is, you know, what's funny is, like, going forward, then, they do have specific rules. And it even goes back to that episode, The Benders, where where um, 
Dean says, you know, demons, I understand. People are just plain crazy because of the fact that all these creatures do have certain oh, yeah. rules and yeah. things like that, patterns that can be figured yeah, out. Or people don't. Exactly. Interesting. That. Okay. So anyway, Dean grabs a piece of paper and a pencil and he kind of scratches. You know how you do when you get the impression of a... Yeah, that's like the first magic trick you learn as a kid is rubbings of leaves. Right, right. And so they discover that it looks like a post office box with the combination. Hey, mail drop. That's what kind of dad uses. So they then head to the post office, get a letter out. And it's written a letter to J.W. They're in the car. It says J.W. Like, hmm, you think that stands for John Winchester? <laughs> and right then, a knock on the window. Yeah, this is awesome. And then Fat Negan bends down. Hey, boys, what you up to? <laughs> like he needed to have be holding a beer and have a cigarette in his mouth. He was just like, hey, boys, what you up to? And I was just like, oh, Fat Negan. <laughs> it's John Winchester. He didn't have Lucille with him, though. <laughs> Man, that would have been cool. Why wasn't Negan? Why didn't John Winchester? He's so out of shape and schlubby. He should have been much cooler like Negan. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like A goatee, the black hair. Well, he did have black hair. He had a lot more hair, too, as, Win as John Winchester than he does. I'm as thinking Negan. more rockabilly. He should have been like a rockabilly dad. You know, the kind of dads that wake up in the morning and have to put on a bunch of leather and stuff just to take their kids to a basketball game. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. That was that's not. what that's who John should have been more. Like. That is not John Winchester style. So anyway, he gets in the Impala with the boys and um, do, 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 gives him the letter. John says, I should read this. And then he's like, oh, my God, he's had it this whole time. And they're like, what? Yeah, it's pretty obvious. It's the cult. John discovers that this Elkins person had the cult this whole time. Um, explains that they had a falling out. That's, I can't remember why they he explained that they had a falling out. Uh, Sam or Dean asked him something about Elkins. I said, oh, we had a falling out. Probably why he didn't know that, that Elkins had the cult. Yeah, they had a fight over something. Yeah, they I had a fight. the fight was over. I don't really think he said just that they had a falling out with him. But uh, have to find the gun. Probably fought over the tip over a hooker or something. It could be. I don't know. Got to find this gun. Um, and then. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but right away, though, John just like swaggers right back into life like nothing's wrong. And we know, though, that uh, Sam has got like some resentment and some daddy problems. So. Yeah, a little later in the episode, Sam becomes odd. a little bitch. Not a little later. It starts happening right now, and I can feel it, too. It's just like, yo, John, chill. Like, your kids here might be a little annoyed with you and how you're treating them. <laughs> that, yeah, that's true. That's very true. But John does reveal that what probably killed Elkins was what he hunted the most, and that was vampires. And... Dean's like, vampires? I didn't think they were real. 
And even John mentioned, well, I thought they were extinct because Elkins and other hunters. Yeah, these guys sounded like assholes and hunted them to extinction. I was sitting there thinking, too, I'm like, man, if vampires, like, it's, everyone gets really sad when they hear about a creature going extinct. If there were, if vampires were real and we hunted them to extinction, would we be sad? I then had to sit there with that existential question in my head. I'm thinking no, just because of the fact that they killed people. I mean... Well, lions kill people. Well, are we going to hunt them to extinction? No, but lions only kill people if people are stupid enough to get in their territory. You well, know. what if, if vampires had their own little country of Vampravania? It's called Romania, but anyway. <laughs> and if people are too dumb to be out at night and they end up getting bitten dead, then that's their own dumb fault, right? Uh, what if you just follow the rules of the vampires and just stay the hell away from them? I don't know. I'm telling you, then I have a little bit more sympathy, I think, for him. I really, I didn't like the, I didn't like the sound of that about those guys hunting to extinction. I, it sounded bad. Well, it's a good thing vampires aren't real, then. <laughs> so you can get over your existential, ex, whatever, <laughs> crisis. <laughs> so anyway, then we cut to this young couple driving along in the car. And they see a man lying in the road like, oh, my God, stop. Ah. So she goes to call 911. The dude gets out. And the guy in the road opens his eyes. And here it was one of the vampires that laid a trap to catch this couple. Yeah, that was cool. And then you saw, like, an extra set of teeth grow, like shark's teeth. Yeah. Like, like the an extra row came out. Right. In traditional vampires, you know, they have just the, the long fangs. In Supernatural, the vampires have a second set of teeth that actually descend. Yeah, and they're all snaggly, too. They weren't nice and straight. They were all, they were like antlers. <laughs> they're like Nala's bottom Yeah, they're teeth. like Nala's teeth, just crooked <laughs> in every which way. Well, anyway. Summer teeth. Summer this way, summer that. <laughs> Anyway, so they take this couple. And then we cut to a, I guess at a hotel or something, motel. Sam and Dean are sleeping. John wakes up up because he hears the police report of, you know, the couple. They found the car, but the couple and the person they reported in the road missing. Yep. And, um... And they head out. Now, this is when Sam breaks down. Because Dad's like, all right, we got to go out there. I know it's them. We're heading out. And then Sam's like, well, how do you know? How do you know? And he's like, I just do. Just follow orders. And at first, Dean was like, yeah, just listen to him. But then, like, on their drive out there, this is when Sam just breaks down and is, like, practically crying. He's like, damn it, Dad treats us like children. He always just bosses <laughs> us around. That's true, but you know when they get out there and, and John goes and talks to the police and and Sam's like, I don't know why we couldn't go with them. D and then John comes back. He's like, Yeah, we're on the right trail. We got to keep following them. Once he says, Like, well, how do you know? I just do. No, John. That's when John produces the fang. He found. Oh, yeah, he, was, yeah, he yeah, found yeah, a fang yeah. out there. And uh, that's when he said to, you know, Dean's like, oh, a vampire fang. And actually, he says, those are the two. They have a second set of teeth that descend when they attack. So, 
Before that, Sam and Dean knew absolutely nothing about vampires, I guess. Well, then even now, Dean's like, oh, vampires. It just gets funnier every time I say it. <laughs> yeah, he does. At this point, he's like, wow. <coughs> so then after that, we cut to the couple. They're uh, inside this barn, I guess, or some structure tied up. And one of the demons is fucking with them. And this chick demon says, hey, wait till Luther shows up. I guess Luther's, Luther's the boss or the head vampire or something or other like that. <laughs> the Vic, the vampire in charge, I guess is what she could call him. So anyway, yeah, Luther shows up. Um, he, tell, he looks at the chick, thinks she's interesting, looks at the guy, says, oh, he's not very interesting. You can lock him up. I says, oh, better yet. You guys have fun. Yeah, so they uh, leap on top of him. They all leap on top of him, and I think he is no longer with us. No, and then this is when the whole, it got really cringy for me now. Because then they get looking at the girl, and they're making out. Mm -hmm. Then uh, the girl vampire cuts her wrist, sucks on it, and then goes and makes out with the chick that's tied up. So cringy. Well, that's... I was just like, is this supposed to be sexy? Because they got blood on their mouths. <laughs> no, it's not supposed to be sexy. What she was doing is she was turning her into a vampire. Yeah, I get it, what she was doing. But I thought you bit him in the neck or something to do that. What is this making out with blood on your mouth? Well, in Supernatural, yeah, usually what has to happen in other, any other type of vampire thing I've seen is the vampire drains the blood then feeds the drained person the vampire blood and then they become a vampire yeah why do they gotta have new rules in supernatural for all this stuff well because we also learn in supernatural that those that traditional vampire lore doesn't hold out um they're not afraid of the sun wooden stake in the heart won't kill them a cross doesn't repel them yeah why didn't uh, but why didn't they call it some other creature then? Why does it have to be a vampire? Because these aren't the right vampire rules. It could be an upir, which I learned is like a, a, a vampire that can walk during in daylight. Yeah, why didn't they call it that? This I, I do not know. I, I mean, does like the Bram Stoker estate have some sort of copyright on the rules? <laughs> I don't know. I just find it odd that there's like all the rules are different. Yeah. It depends on who you talk to, I guess. But anyway, um, this female vampire also shows Luther this booty they got. And he's like, oh, is this from this couple? And like, no, we mentioned that she killed Elkins <laughs> because I guess apparently um, Elkins. <laughs> I know. He's like, did she get this from the couple? Like, how much crap do you think these two had? Like, <laughs> right. It was a massive pile of right, stuff. Right. Um, anyway, Luther wasn't happy because he's like, uh, you know, there are other hunters out there, and they're going to know that it was, probably going to know it was a vampire that did this, and they're going to come after us. Shows him the cult. He knew the story of the cult. You know, at first he's like, I don't know why this gun was so important. He's like, I think I know what this is. Um, so this vampire dude knew the story of the cult. Yeah, so they're really driving it home that this cult's important. Everyone, everyone knows about it. Right. Everyone um, who is someone, anyways. <laughs> yeah, anyone who's anyone knows what this cult is about. <laughs> you know the time on the street. <laughs> so, anyways, apparently it's the next 
day then because of the fact that you see it's daylight out. This crappy old car pulls up to the barn. Um, <coughs> and out in the field, or not out in the field, but out in the woods is John, Sam, and Dean. They're spying them. And Dean says, sure enough, they're not afraid of the sunlight. And that's when uh, John also says, oh, yeah, the only way to kill him is beheading him because a stake to the heart isn't going to do the trick. Then I have, the, I must be missing something here because of the fact that they plan to walk in. Oh, yeah, they do plan to just yeah, walk in and said, kill Yeah, he said, what's your big big plan? Just walk right in. Yep, that's exactly what we're doing. And then they just walk right in. Right, but before that, John finally tells them the story of the cult. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We got the cult backstory that Jeremiah Colt or whoever. Whoever the Samuel cult. Samuel Colt. Samuel Colt, yes. He... he he manufactured a gun under the under the light of Haley's Comet while the Alamo was being overrun. And so this cult, for some reason, has the magical ability to kill anything supernatural. Right, but, he, <clears throat> but only with those 13 bullets because it said that he made it for Hunter. He originally made 13 bullets before this hunter and the colt disappeared. No, he just said he made a gun in these bullets, and the gun supposedly has these powers. I really didn't tie it in that he had to use those bullets. That wasn't... Because, now let me finish what I was saying. I hate being interrupted, but anyway. 13 bullets, he's, uh, John said, the hunter and the gun disappeared after half a dozen bullets were used. So we know that there are only seven bullets left. But yes, he says it could kill anything supernatural, and Sam goes, including the demon that killed mom and John's. Yes, that's why the gun is so important, because John is hoping that this gun will also kill the demon that killed Mary. And yeah, Jeff. so the boys know the plan now and what they're all up to. Right. Um, so they go in there. Uh, John says, yes, even though the sunlight doesn't really kill them, they do tend to sleep during the day. But be careful because they could wake up. Um, so while they're in the barn. Sam finds the woman. Dean finds some other victims that are caged up. And John finds Luther and Kate is the female vampire's name, sleeping. And he sees the colt in a holster beside the bed they're in. He's trying to sneak up and get it. And as Sam is trying to free this woman, she wakes up and he says, oh, shh, shh, shh. don't worry, we're here to rescue you. Not knowing she'd been turned. Yeah, she screams like a banshee. Yeah, she screams really loud. A horrifying scream. Scream naturally wakes everyone, everyone up. Everyone, yeah, the jig is up. <laughs> the jig is up. Um, John tells the boys, "Run, get out of here." So they do that. Pretty soon, John, fo you know, eventually follows them. He gets away too and follows them. Yeah, they all just hot footed out of there. Yeah. Uh, let me see. And then Sam is like, they're like, what are we going to do now? And she has like, only one thing to do, find the nearest funeral home. Yeah, which didn't make sense. I don't know. Well, at the time, it didn't make sense to you, but where, where is it, would be the best, best place to get dead person's blood? Oh, now I know why they went to the funeral home. Right, when... Dean came back. He okay, had that yeah, bottle. Go, go. So tell the rest of the story. So now everyone else can put it back together. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> I, that totally went over my head. I'm like, I don't know what they did there. 
Right. So um, while Dean is gone, before he comes back, uh, John and Sam have a nice heart-to-heart. He tells Sam that the day he was born, he opened up a savings account for him, put $100 in. It was a college fund. He did the same thing with Dean. And every month, he would put another $100 in these accounts, you know, up until naturally Sam was six months old, and that's when Mary died. This whole thing went on far too long. Right, because... It was so boring. Well, I mean, it was. You know, and John... John, Sam kind of... John and Sam kind of made up. uh, Sam... He told Sam the reason he was so upset that... that, Sam went off to college because of the fact that he couldn't be there. To, he didn't want him to be alone and vulnerable. Um, he says that way, you know, if he would have stayed with him and Dean, he could have been able to keep an eye on him, keep him safe. Yeah. That sort of thing. But did you notice, too, in the scene, the camera kept zooming in, and it just slowly zoomed in closer and closer, and the scene kept going on forever and ever, and just got closer and closer until all of a sudden it's just like two sets of eyeballs on our TV screen. They were so zoomed in on each of their faces going back and forth during this conversation. I was just like, oh, back up a little bit. What are you so zoomed in on these two faces for? No, I did Excuse me. Did not notice that. I mean, yeah, they kind of closed up, but they weren't that close up that all you saw was two eyeballs. <laughs> Come on. He saw two eyeballs in the bridge of their nose. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so anyway, after this heart to heart, Sam says, hey, Dad, by the way, what did you ever do with that money with the college funds? He goes, I spent it on ammo. And Sam got a good chuckle out of that. But anyway, that's when Dean shows up and he gets, has this bottle of dark reddish liquid that we figure is the blood. So what they do is they, they dip arrows in this blood. Because then they cut to night again as Dan has said before, the whole day-night thing in this, this show, it's amazing how time flies. Anyway, you see uh, Dean alongside the road with the hood up on the Impala like he's having car trouble. And sure enough, Kate and another vampire show up. What do you think they do during the day between like dipping arrows in blood and then going out to the woods? Do you think they like go to a Denny's for dinner? Rent a movie? I know where they go for dinner. It's not Denny's. It's Biggerson's, and you'll find that out in future episodes. Oh, okay. Anyway. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm glad that other people were thinking about this, so they had to write it in. Because they go to day to night so quick. What are they doing during those times? Right, right. Well, anyway, um, John and Sam shoot Kate and this other vampire dude with... The, arrows dipped in dead man's blood and you know Kate's like oh this barely stings and John's like just wait sweetheart dead man's blood that's kind of like poison to you vampires isn't it and sure enough it was yet another rule I mean I heard of a wooden stake that's why I thought oh arrow now they're dead oh no they don't follow that rule they follow this other rule right because have you ever heard of this dead man's blood poisoning on a vampire before yeah, it was an interview with a vampire. Oh, okay. I didn't know that this had any background. Yeah, don't you? Oh, re- okay. Yeah. No, I don't remember. Oh, we'll have to go through that again then. But yeah, definitely, dead man's blood vampire okay. is not a good thing. Um, and then John beheads the male vampire, and they use the female vampire, Kate, to lure Luther out 
to swap Kate for the Colt because that's what John is interested in, wants to get the Colt, so hopefully it'll kill the demon that killed Mary. Yeah, and at this point, too, when the, they were going to make the swap, I was really rooting. I'm like, oh, good. Now they won't be hunted to extinction. This will be a nice, peaceful ending. Not so much. No, that chick, like, wiggled her hands free and clobbered John right in the face, knocked him backwards, stunned him, and then the fight was on. Right. Unfortunately, Sam and Dean didn't listen because... No, they were after, supposed to leave him alone. And, right. After they freed the other victims and killed the vampires at the nest, they were supposed to take off. Well, I'm kind of curious. Did, how did they know where the road, the vampire roadblock was going to be? Because they were back just killing those other vampires at headquarters. So they finished that up, and then they knew right where the vampire roadblock was going to be to stop John. It was miraculous how they knew where to go instantly. They that must is, have a tracking device on John. That's true that it was miraculous, but maybe they got info from the other vamp- well, the other vampires before they killed them all. Ooh. Because we just we only saw Dean kill one. Yeah, they must have sweated some of them for info because they came walking up over the hill on top of it. Yeah, they came. It well, isn't through like th- they roared up on the car. Right. They, yeah, they came up kind of like through the woods over the hill, and they <laughs> shot two of the vampires with arrows dipped in dead man's blood. Um, kind of fought him. Luther, you know, he got a hold of Sam. So they must have went to headquarters, killed those guys, got info, killed those guys, and taken off before the roadblock was in place. They parked the Impala, hide in the woods. The vampires come, set up the roadblock, wait for John to come up, try to do the swap, then they leaped out. Right. Jesus. Makes sense to me. That's the only way it, could, it make. <laughs> that's the only way it makes sense, right? Right, exactly. Um, so anyway, yeah, Luther has Sam uh, tells Dean to drop his machete, otherwise he's going to break Sam's neck. And somehow, uh, by that time, John wakes up, has the cold. I can't remember what he said to Luther. Anyway, uh, I think he said this is going to hurt. <laughs> no, that's what the chick said in Benders. The little girl said in Benders. Oh, that's going to hurt. <laughs> anyway, so Luther turns around. John shoots him in the head with a colt, and sure enough, he dies. A yeah, slow I thought he was just going to like go up in flames or something. No, no. That's he just kind of hunches over and disappears, doesn't he? It doesn't really disappear, but you know, it's like he had like that scary face kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah, like Flash the skull face. Right, right. Um, and then he just hunched over and laid there. Yeah, it was the cold. It, it killed him. Uh, and by this time, only two vampires were left. Kate and another female vampire. Um, Kate naturally wants to go after John, and she talks her out of it. And anyway, let those two escape. So, you know, not all vampires Yeah, they knew that the fight was over because John had enough bullets for him. Right. Yeah, so I they mean, knew either flee or get shot. Right, they knew or beheaded by Sam and Dean. Either way, they yeah they knew they knew to get it out of Dodge mm-hmm. for sure. So anyway, yeah, John has the colt. He's able to go after now the demon, who at first John still wanted to go alone, and finally both Sam and Dean talked him into no. This is something we're all going to have to do. We know. You want to protect us. You, we know you want to make sure nothing bad happens. But this is something that we are all going to have to do. And 
John finally does agree that, yeah, this is what they're going to do together. So they're going to find this demon that killed Mary and Jess, and they're going to hopefully take him out. Yep. Yeah, this was such a uh, John and Winchester heavy episode. That's pretty much all it was. I mean, there was half of it was that and half of it. It was mostly getting the Colt back and then having him talk to the boys to team up. These vampires and all their silly rules was kind of really secondary to that. You're right. It was secondary to the story of... of Because we're just talking about one couple and there was no mystery. Exactly. It was mainly about getting John back into the story, um, telling the story of the cult and how important it is and what it's able to do. Getting the cult in the hand of the Winchesters so that they can use this. And now they're able to go and hopefully find the demon that killed Mary. Yeah, I find the pacing of this all very weird because we have the, we go through these episodes where they don't talk about it whatsoever. Then we get an episode like this where that's all it is, really, is pushing that storyline along. It's like, why don't they put in dribs and drabs? I don't know. They could they could have been talking on the phone once in a while or something and kept pushing the story along, but I don't know. It just seems, it seems like weird pacing. It is, but that's... <clears throat> One thing about this show is that every season does have this huge story arc, but there are episodes in within that season that have absolutely nothing to do with the story arc. It's just Sam and Dean on a hunting trip. And I guess I don't know why I'm so surprised. X-Files did the same thing. Right, exactly. There would be Smoking Man episodes and Alien episodes. Then there would just be a Swamp Monster episode. Right, right. You know, you had the whole overall arc of the season or whatever, but yeah, yeah, <coughs> you but did have then an episode. You would have Monster of the Week stuck in there. I don't know why I'm surprised, but I am. Just every once in a while. I guess just because shows nowadays are so, that's all they focus on is the one overarching. You know, while watching Cobra Kai, there wasn't the one random episode where they had to save, the, you know, the, the children's center for, from being harassed by the neighborhood kids or anything. It was always about. Johnny and Daniel and the, their, the main characters. The rivalry. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. There's but no side. That, that's there, a that's a bit of a, of a different show compared to Supernatural. Um, yeah, what's another show? I don't think they make shows like this anymore, where there's just one-offs. You know, mm. it's not like an Ozarks. <laughs> there's an episode that they do something else. That's just one long story. Yeah, line. that's one long storyline. It's got everything to do um, with. Yeah. Boy, I really can't think of another show that just has one off. I mean, I can because of the fact that I watch these, um, like, superhero shows. I've watched uh, Vampire Diaries, Originals, and now Legacies, where they have an overall arc of the series season. Yeah, like The Flash. Do they do this on The Flash? Yeah, they do. Oh, okay. And they did it on Arrow, and they do it on Legends. Um, where they have an overall theme that you know where the the season is going, but still they have an episode here and there where it's just like totally got nothing to do with that. Oh, okay. And it's kind of like in the background. So the question that I ask every episode is, uh, is this real? Is there a gun that is imbued with special powers that could kill evil spirits? I do not believe so. Uh, No. All right. (laughs) And vampires, are they real? No, of course not. Can you get powers from drinking human blood? 
Like if you had a quart of it a day, is it mm. going to keep something away? Anemia. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're not going to be anemic, I'm assuming. But other than that, <laughs> other than that, you know, you won't get the grids. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> the scurvy. <laughs> well, the rickets. That's what your dad always said. Well, wasn't um, well from Romania or whatever. There was that queen that's. They said that this is a lot of where this vampire stuff comes from. There's some queen that used to bathe in virgin blood or something crazy. Yes, she did. Um, as a matter of fact, that was I was watching this series of shows called Lore, and she was figured in one of the episodes of where the it was her and Vlad the Impaler that are kind of both the startings of this whole vampire lore, vampire legend. Yeah, she used to just keep chicks in dungeons and she drain would, them into a bathtub. Christ almighty. What yeah, kind so of psychopath do you have to be to be into that? Yeah, she bathed in their blood because she thought it kept her young. But I don't Oof. know. People back then had a lot of weird ideas. Yeah, I mean, just just moisturize. <laughs> Bathe in some warm cow's milk. That'll probably be okay. That would be, I think that's pretty good for your skin too, yes. I'm not really sure. I haven't done it, but. Even go to human milk. I am I mean, fine with that. You don't have to drain someone. Get a bunch of wet nurses together. Maybe they can all donate. Have a shower. <laughs> what? The breast milk shower. Yeah, if you're some queen, you can just have them all on a platform above. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. <laughs> Back to, some back to Supernatural. Anything yeah. else in this episode regarding the episode that you want to mention? Uh, No. You know, I think I hit all of my points. Although I did think it's funny that John was giving Dean a hard time about not taking care of the Impala. Because usually when we see that thing... Oh, yeah. The Impala had salt on it. They had road salt on it this episode. So this is like the only only the second episode we've seen the Impala with any type of dirt on well, it. Well, then John also gives him some crap, too. He's like, hey, man, should get this thing touched up before it gets rusty. I didn't mean to leave it to you to have it turn to junk. And, I mean, I always thought the car looked really nice. I didn't see any paint bubbles or anything on it. But it does have road salt on it. And, I mean, that's an old car, yeah. Yeah, you know that. that what John like should have said was, hey, you need to take this car in to get it washed and detailed. That's what he should have requested because that's what it needed to prevent it from getting rusty. Right, right. Yeah. He needed to take take that thing to get it bathed and dried and waxed and armor. Wax on, wax off. <laughs> yeah, take it to Cobra Kai. The wax <laughs> on, wax off. No, Miyogi do. Miyogi. Mr. Miyogi. Miyogi. <laughs> Mr. Miyogi? Miyogi? Whatever his name Miyagi. is. Miyagi. Miyagi. Miyagi do. Anyway. Wonderful. That was episode 20. Next time, episode 21, which is called Salvation. Neato. And we'll have to see what that's all about. They're going to battle salvation, I guess. I, they're going to go to a 12-step program. <laughs> okay, just a reminder, we have a website, coupleofidgets.com. We have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Come on over and talk to us. We're going to, um, that's about it. Spotify. Yeah, we're over with Spotify with Joe. 
<laughs> That's about it. Okay, everyone have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye.